new features for iMovie, and Tim Cook on sideloading. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by ZocDoc. Find local doctors who take your insurance. Learn more at ZocDoc.com slash MacVoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, I'm back. It's Mac Voices Live. It's Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. If you're not in our YouTube chat room, you should be at youtube.com slash TV because I am, a bunch of our friends are, and we're hoping that more will show up soon. Um, I had a couple weeks off, and I definitely want to thank uh, both David and Jeff for guest hosting. Um, I understand they had a little trouble the second Tuesday that I was gone. Um, but they they persevered, and so those shows will be hitting the feeds once I get them edited. Um, I am a little concerned because I have not watched either one, so I don't know what's coming. Um, but <laughs> just don't even, don't even edit them; eyes. just put them out. Yeah, no, yeah, no, they, I, they don't need any editing. Nah, no, I I don't have that much courage. I need to make sure that they don't need to be marked explicit. Well, go ahead and take out the headphone jack too. That's all the courage you need. You got a beeper. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, you need to just remember there's a very thin line between a brave man and a fool. Right. And someone and who gets strikes. I know which side of that line I want to stay on. No comments. Okay. So we'll just go. So let's go around the room, do the introductions, and then we'll, uh, we'll take off. Um, so taking my screen, as I always do, first up, Mr. David Ginsburg in a sporting a red shirt tonight. David, good to see you. Good to see you. Glad you're back. And uh, we're going to have some fun this uh, this week. Uh, plenty of things to talk about, but I uh, uh, can't wait for you to edit it. Mm. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, well, with the, since, since you're wearing a red shirt, you probably won't make it to the end of the show. So. <laughs> and for the folks that don't understand that, that's a Star Trek reference. If you get it, you get it. Uh, next up, Ms. Brittany Smith has joined us. Brittany, it's great to see you. I've missed you. Aw, thanks, Chuck. I missed you. Everything uh, under control in your world? As much as it gets, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of the way I think it feels <laughs> just in general for, for 2022. Yeah. Frank Frank Petrie is here with a with a new webcam, and he looks bright and energized and everything. It's amazing what you can do with technology and fool people like crazy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, but, but, uh, yeah, great, great new look. Nice. Did you have, did you have a good time? Uh, we did good. We did good. One week was business. One week was pleasure. Um, and which one went good? Both of them? both of them went good. The, the, I I was saying pre-show that, um, I've never driven through a tornado before and um, didn't know that it was a tornado at the time that we were driving through it. Um, but yeah, so that that was interesting. Uh, so that's taking footage? Uh, no, I, hands never came off the wheel, my friend. No, no. Good no. call. Oh God. No, no but uh, so that's one off the bucket list that I don't need to do again. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, it's, Jeff Gamut is here, and Jeff, it sounds like you've driven through a tornado. Well, um, I I have pulled off the road and sat there while the tornado happened, but I wasn't actually driving. Ah. I, you know, I, I'm originally from Kansas city, so I'm very familiar with tornadoes. We're not in Kansas anymore. 
No, not, not if the tornado is big enough. <laughs> no, I was in South Carolina at the time and they apparently grow them pretty big down there, but it was not one of those tornadoes, you know, with the tight little funnel. It was, you know, a big, massive tornado. Big, that, wide one? Yeah, it was above, was, was above the ground. So the wind oh, was not uh, as bad as you might expect. But uh, a small hurricane then. Well, They're still scary. Yeah, any way you take it. Any way you take it. Andrew Orr is here. He's checked back in. Andrew, it's great to have you. Hey, uh, good to be here tonight. Thankfully, I have never driven through a tornado. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Um, don't, if you can avoid it. <laughs> yeah. Is that on your bucket Let list? someone else drive. Yeah. 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 That's right. Sound you get the camera. Sound life advice. That's exactly. I will be the one filming. Yeah. I told somebody to do that once. I was on a shoot, and we were going through Kansas. And all of a sudden, we got this big beep on the radio saying there were tornadoes. So I made my friend. I said, quick, climb in the back of the van, get out the camera gear, get everything set. We're going to make some money off the new local news. I will Did you? I will totally do that. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Andrew Storm Chaser Orr. That's uh -huh. his, new, his new nickname. He's going to be a weatherman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Last but not least, uh, Jim Ray has worked out his audio issues and has joined us. Jim, it's great to see you. Did I hear somebody say it was 2022? Yep. Oh, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> you either really early or really late, right, Jim? Right. Right. Okay. Um, guys, we have a bunch of topics uh, to talk about. I don't know if we'll get to all of them, but uh, we'll do our best. Um, but the first one, when I threw this out to everyone, Jeff, I believe you were the one that came up with the uh, the iMovie announcement. And I wanted to let you talk a little bit about that and why you're excited about it. Okay, so iMovie announcement. Apple announced iMovie 3 for iPhone and iPad uh, as a recording earlier today. And... Uh, the, this new version adds in some interesting features for, um, um, I guess, uh, non-pro and maybe semi-pro um, uh, video, video makers, uh, because now you can do storyboarding for your video shoots, and it includes um, uh, some storyboard templates for common things that people are making videos for today. So, you know, the, the types of videos that people are making for their YouTube accounts and for social media. And um, uh, it has a few other features that, that are in there too, but the storyboarding to me is like the big thing. And, uh, and I read the, the press release and then I went and read it again. And then uh, since I was looking at it in my browser, I did a search on the page for, for the word Mac <laughs> and it wasn't there. Uh, so I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. And, uh, uh, and, and went to the Mac app store and did a search for iMovie. Well, iMovie 3 is there but it's not mentioned in the, uh, in the press release. So uh, uh, a little more digging. And what I, what I discovered was that there's this brand new version of iMovie that has these really cool features and it's just for iOS and iPad OS. The Mac update adds in compatibility for the files that you're making with storyboards and stuff on your iPhone and iPad, but it doesn't 
apparently have those features built in. So uh, uh, Apple has this cool new version of iMovie and the whole thing about, about uh, having feature parity across Mac and, uh, and mobile, that's not a thing they're doing here. So I guess we're, we're over that now. And, uh, and now it's let's put features on the devices we want, but mobile first. Jeff, I have a question for you. Okay. Since they released stuff for iMovie today and a lot of other video things, I mean, and Final Cut Pro, they have upgraded for the Mac. Mm -hmm. Do you think that sort of signals that they're really not going to do anything with Final Cut Pro for iPad? Not necessarily. Um, I, I I think that the uh, Final Cut release or update that happened today, I think that was more of a of a timing issue because they wanted to have uh, some new features out before NAB, which is coming up. Yeah. What in a well, week or two? Yeah. It works with Ultra better, I think, if I recall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't necessarily preclude Final Cut coming to the iPad. And, uh, and I mean, it's possible that at WWDC, Apple could announce that that Final Cut for the iPad is coming and that it will require certain features that will be part of iPadOS 16. That's so what guess, about Jeff? What about the opposite? Do we think that maybe Apple's going to slowly let iMovie on the Mac wither away and keep Final Cut for the Macs and keep iMovie kind of separated and keep it for the iDevices like the iPad and iPhone? Maybe. I I hope that's mm -hmm. not the case because there's a lot of people that buy uh, Macs to do their own video editing and they just use iMovie. And mm -hmm. I mean, and it's great. It works for them. So I would hate to see that go. On the other hand, none of us have access to the internal data that Apple collects showing how many people are really using iMovie on the Mac versus how many are using it on iPhone and iPad. I was actually going to ask, like, does anybody know here know anyone who uses iMovie? No, you know, I yeah, used to, but I switched. Podcast. Yeah, I, I switched to LumaFusion on the iPad after I discovered mm -hmm. that. And uh, and it took me about 10 minutes to decide I just don't want to use iMovie anymore because LumaFusion. <laughs> but, no, but you know Luma what I use just for, for sound? I just use Audio Hijack and Fission. I know one person, and yeah. it's my nine-year-old nephew, and he only has an iPad. And he's the only uh, person I know that uses iMovie. And he uses it a fair amount. Um, mm -hmm. And I, anyway, that's why I was wondering is because that's the demographic I have access to that uses iMovie. Well, but th if you think about it, 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 it makes a certain amount of sense to, to give iMovie a little more power on the, on the iPhone and the iPad, because unless you're shooting just a, sh a shot like we're doing here, you know, you, you're not going to drag your Mac out or you can't drag your Mac out without a really long extension cord to try to shoot video, you're going to shoot it on your iPhone or your iPad. And so if, if you are in, if you're serious about it, you're going to use something like LumaFusion 
or you're going to bring it back to your Mac to Final Cut. But if you are just, I, I hesitate to say not serious about it because iMovie is a very powerful tool, but I think you you guys know where I'm going. Um, then it does make sense to make those a little more powerful and reserve the heavy, the really the heavier hitting for Final Cut on on the Mac. I think. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm, I I just to start looking at storyboards here was one of the features that is added in, on the iPad here as well as iPhone. And um, I think this is going to be fun for a lot of a lot of people. And it may, they may be more compelled to take a look at iMovie again because of having these, the storyboards and the um, and the magic movie settings where you can, you know, create movies a little more and make some fun to it. Uh, I mean, even these storyboards are, are interesting. I mean, there's one, you know, one here I just saw a product review. So now yeah, you could easily put together a product review if you're, you know, something like if I was to talking about something and wanted to upload it quickly onto uh, up uh, into YouTube uh, that, uh, you know, having, having a lot of these easy templates, especially in the storyboards is, is pretty cool. Although if anyone got excited like me and they thought it was actual storyboarding, which I've never found a good tool for on the iPad, even though it's the perfect place, um, uh, it's not that. It's not like draw it out ahead of time. It's with actual clips. It's an Apple branding term, not. Not literal storyboarding. Yeah. Right. No, but they they do, as I recall, they have like shadows, like put a two shot here, put a medium shot here, put a long shot next. So they they basically hold your hand. They say, just here's, in general, you want a picture of two people together interacting. So now you have to go through your video library or your photo library and find a shot that replicates that uh, silhouette. Yeah, I haven't poked. Uh, I haven't poked around the up in the update yet, but the way they were describing it in the press release kind of sounds like what they were have been doing in apps like um, you know Keynote pages and numbers, where you can have these templates. Like here's a budget template, here's a resume template, and you kind of just there's the guide. You plug in, play your own kind of thing. Yep. And, well, and I think that, that, no, I'm sorry. That, well, that's part of the, I think, the advantage here. You know, people sit down and say, oh, I'm going to make a video. And they really do need a little bit of a guide to, to, yeah. to put something together that's interesting. I mean, we've seen Apple do templates before and different, you know, different things to sort of assist that. And, and I think that's great. And the more that you can do that, the more the people are more likely to start to try to scratch the creative itch um, through video. Absolutely. Well, think of how many home movies you've sat through at people's houses after they've had a kid. It's like, geez, if someone could have like storyboarded something so it was interesting, that five minutes or 10 minutes would not have been an eternity. I went to somebody's house once and they showed the same video over and over seven times. I must have been a cute kid. Well, no, she did say, she did something that was funny twice. By the fifth time, you were ready to strangle her. Yeah. You knew where her room was. It's like, I'm going to go up. Yeah, well, you see that with grandparents on Facebook, video or yes. stills. Yes, but that's a, that's a whole other discussion that will probably get me in trouble if we pursue it too far. <laughs> ah! So, Chuck, tell me, how Name do you names. feel? 
Yeah, I think I just already did, Jeff. <laughs> Today's Mac Voices is supported by ZocDoc. Find local doctors who take your insurance. There are some amazing doctors out there. But really, the only ones that matter are the ones who actually take your insurance. With ZocDoc, you can focus on doctors who are in-network, putting you on the path to see the doctors who are right for you. No more wasting time hunting down Aunt Shirley's cash-only chiropractor or the dentist your coworker recommended who's out of your network. Read up on local doctors, get verified patient reviews, and see what other real humans had to say about their visit. So when you walk into that doctor's office, you're set up to see someone in your network who gets you. In the chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor in a way that is surprisingly pain-free. With ZocDoc, you can get your docs in a row. Go to ZocDoc.com slash MacVoices and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash MacVoices. ZocDoc.com slash MacVoices. Thanks to ZocDoc for supporting MacVoices. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, I thought it was, you know, when you threw it in, Jeff, I took a quick look at it and it's like, well, this is good. And then right on top of that, we saw Final Cut get uh, some new features that, uh, and, and one of the things it's, that is mentioned is that it's optimized for the, for the uh, Mac Studio, which I think yeah. is, it's almost obvious, you know, there, there had oh, to yeah. be some extra code in there to address the, the M1 Ultra. Um, and so, I would love to see just what a difference that makes. Unfortunately, I don't have a Mac Studio, nor is one likely to arrive in my home anytime soon. Uh, one right behind you. Sorry. Chuck, I, I have another thought on the, the whole iMovie thing. Okay. Um, over the years, Apple has proven time and again that they suck at doing social. So yeah. has Apple accepted the fact that they just simply will not be able to have a foothold in the social media space. So instead, the foothold they're looking for is uh, is with the content creators. Or people who wish they were content creators. Them too. I think you might be like attributing too much planning or strategy here, you know. I I'm not an iMovie expert, but looking at this press release, does it? It looks to me like maybe these features are sort of like bolted on to iMovie. Like they don't look like it's related to how you would normally use iMovie. It's just sort of this extra, um, you know, features like this magic move movie. It's not saying like do this and then you know tweak it more with iMovie. Like you, it says you can't even save it except just to, you know, share it. Yeah. I, I think this is more uh, an extension or, or a growth of the, uh, the features that they've already had to help guide people through making movies. Right. But it, it almost looks to me like this could, could have been a separate app and they just, you know, threw it in. Well, they already have clips, but exactly. that seems more right. like yeah, social right. media. Well, I know, focused. you know, so you know, but it, it almost feels like, well, this could have been a separate app, but they're like, no, let's just 
you know, you push a button, you know, in iMovie to get to it, but does it, you know, and that might explain why it's not on the Mac because it's not really part of iMovie in terms of the, the code. Yeah, may, maybe, or maybe it's <clears throat> one of those things where they thought that uh, it didn't make sense to have you do this part in one app and then move it over to iMovie when you're working with movie content, just put it all in the same place. Well, I, I'm movies, just speculating. I mean, they've, I mean, they've got they've got the three workflows. You got your magic movie, you got your storyboard, and then you can make movie on your own. So if you don't want to mess with any of these project uh, templates, then you know, so be it. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it's aiming more towards obviously the consumers. Exactly. Make a quick oh, of movie. Course. I'm I mean, just speculating. I mean, on the, on the iPad, it might... it's going to be it's going to be very easy. It's, it's just I mean, all those all the all the apps are in here, and it's very very easy to even the I mean, the storyboards laid out really nicely that you can get to it. You can get right to it, no problem. I mean, there's there there's where there's like it looks with all the buttons already. So I mean, it's some simple easy way to create a movie. Now I have a question: Is that now is that an M1 I'm, uh, iPad you have? Yes. Because I was going to say, I have the uh, Mac Mini 6, and I'm not getting up any of the storyboarding, storyboarding or anything. Well, no, it's not on the Mac. It's only on the iPad and the iPhone. No, no, this is on the iPad. Oh, I'm sorry. He I'm, he I'm not the getting, he I'm not the getting anything on the A15. Um, then there's another problem, because you, know, check your you, don't, you don't need an M-series iPad. For the features, you just need to be. Uh, I think it's iOS fifteen point four point one. Well, that's back to the story that me and Brittany were talking about. You, sir, are haunted. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes, and you do it so well. Thank yeah. you very much. Could, Thank you, because you do it constantly. So yeah, that's good. And practice takes Jim, perfect. But Jim, even if the even if those features are, I think your phrase was bolted on. You know, so what? I mean, as David showed, they're right there. They're accessible and. No, I was just looking at a possible reason why maybe it's not on the Mac or not on the Mac yet. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, there's that yet thing because we are just talking about something that was released today. Right. In, in, in spite of Jeff's uh, comment that, you know, it, it those those features can be, or I guess the, the project can be imported into the desktop version. So. That, that's maybe, true. There's maybe they're waiting for WWDC and put that out with like a... Well, they were talking about a new level uh, MacBook Air or something. Oh, but maybe with the same chip. Of something like, why would they do that at WWDC? That's that, not a that would be weird. Thing. That, yeah. one, that seems very strange. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll well, verify it. times. I, I have a first-gen iPad Pro here. I'm going to verify it once I'm at iMovie Downloads here. And let you know. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure it's the same across the board here. It doesn't have doesn't, isn't processor. Off the play with it. So, so we don't have an unboxing. We have uh, by David. We have a downloading by David. A downloading, yeah. A download. Down. Oh, I got. I got the big iPad. It's his next <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Downloading with David Ginsburg. One other topic that I wanted to take on just real quick. I don't know if anybody had a chance to to watch it or read about it, but <coughs> Cook's speech to the International Association of Privacy Professionals at their summit, um, talking about the dangers of sideloading. And also sort of related, um, their de Apple's departure from the from the uh, Privacy and Security Coalition. Um, it, it just, it feels like, you know, Apple is more and more, you know, making their stance on privacy. 
this is something that you know we've talked about it seems endlessly but it keeps being a story anybody have any reactions to this Andrew, I'm looking at you specifically because you always kind of touch on this stuff. Um, So I haven't seen the speech yet. Um, I just, something I thought was a little funny is I think this was an article from either Mac Rumors or 9to5Mac where they just said most of the speech, Tim made kind of like generic statements like, all the things he's said before, like we believe privacy is a human right and maybe a little bit other comments on that. And that sounds like it was it. But again, like I haven't uh, seen it. I can't really make that judgment. Well, at some point, you know, how much more is there to be said? You know, until right. Until something specific comes out and a government starts to, a a government, not necessarily the U.S. government, but a government decides to require Apple to uh, allow sideloading, which to me would be dumb. Well, I'm, I'm, it's definitely a nuanced, complicated conversation, I guess. I lean a little bit more towards sideloading because I think, um, you know, on the Mac, we don't call it sideloading. We just call it downloading regular apps from the internet. And I think Apple is full of smart people. And if they were forced to do this, because I don't think they would do this willingly, I'm sure they could implement some form of uh, gatekeeper on the iPhone and the iPad as well. You know, I keep wondering, It's it. it we're, we're talking about sideloading, like it's something new, but isn't that in essence what we did when we started with the first Macs and you'd go out and you'd buy third-party optical discs? To yeah, that's in- what Andrew just download said. Download the software. Yeah. That way all along. Uh-huh. And on Windows and on Unix. and Yeah. Yeah, but the iOS was built to be, you know, so very specific. I mean, yeah, Gatekeeper is on the Mac, you know, but Apple by its very nature had to, pretty much had to continue to allow third-party software. But with iOS, mm-hmm. it was built from the ground up to be, mm-hmm. you know, a, a wall, a, literally a walled garden. And so, and and we've already, I mean, this was several weeks ago, but uh, there were some some issues about some apps that were being downloaded, white label apps that were being downloaded through the App Store that contained malware because you know the the developers were not being the gatekeepers that they should be. And and yet white white labeling things and as a white label, I my my assumption is that Apple was not give, being quite as stringent about some of their review reviews of those. So. What, what does white label have to do with Apple's review reviews review? I I don't know, Jim. I mean, my my guess was that you know because they were not being made available to the general public that maybe they didn't get reviewed as stringently as something that was. But I thought you open. said they were in the app store. I think that that was my understanding that they were well, on the app store. If it's private. in the app store, it's available to the, there's not something in the app store that's not available to the public. Okay. If that's the case, then. But at the end of the day, we, we, we still saw some stuff get through. Because developers were not, no offense, Jim, but, uh, you know, we're not doing what they should do. Am I making that up? I don't, I don't think so. No. Maybe you're talking about enterprise. You know, there's 
there is a mechanism to sideload on iOS. Like, so a company can write a program and, you know, make it available to people in their company and it doesn't go through the app store. And <clears throat> you may recall that Facebook was abusing that a couple of years ago. That wasn't yeah, sideloading. That was their um, device management. Well, but it was a way, you know, to get apps onto a, a device without going through the store and without going through review. So mm -hmm. I, that's that's sideloading. Yeah. And and Jimmy may, may be right. I may be misremembering it because that that sounds like what I was assuming was happening. So. Well, I I like that. Um, so maybe this is somewhat related, but there is an app called Airport and maybe it is in the same general area of what we think of as sideloading where airport is this app that kind of curates um apps that are in test flight they they you know publicly share all these apps and i thought i remember reading a while ago about how there isn't really a whole lot of reviewing when it comes to apps in test flight maybe i'm wrong it's less okay Okay, then maybe that's what I was remembering. Because I knew something got through and caused some problems. Well, and so it gets through the App Store too. I mean, you know, yeah. Apple is like, you know, got, you know, people not far out of high school spending, you know, 30 seconds reviewing an app. So, sure, tons of stuff's going to get through. I guess I just feel like we've seen we we have a good picture of what happens when things aren't curated at all, and it's called the Google Play Store or the Android Store, you know. And that's I don't want to see that happen to i I don't want to see that happen to my iPhone, you know, or my iPad. So it's one reason I guess I still feel pretty strongly about it. One of the problems I'm seeing with uh, the push for side loading is that a lot of people that that at least from what I'm seeing, would want to do this, don't actually understand what it is they're asking for. And what, they, what they're really asking for is, I want a way to get this one app that I don't have that's not on the app store on my iPhone. And uh, you know, maybe it's something they saw on Google Play or, or on a friend's Android phone. And uh, and they're like, I just want that. They don't want side loading. They just want the one thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, and they could. <clears throat> wow. Sorry. They could easily end up in the trap that you see uh, some Android users in where they have a problem where they can't do a specific thing on their Android phone. You know, like maybe they're having some weird problem with uh, getting connected to their banking system. So they just go do a Google search for an Android app that does what they want. And they find some, some obscure uh, 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 website, oftentimes in China that has what they, what or that purports to be what they need. So they download it and put it on their on their Android phone. 
And then they don't understand why their phone is slow and sluggish and it doesn't work right. And, uh, and it's because they went and downloaded a malware app and installed it on their phone. And uh, all they really wanted was to be able to log into their bank account. Well, I think Android also doesn't have the sandbox that Apple has. Um, you know, it's not the app store and review that prevents things like apps running in the background and, you know, slowing uh, down your your phone. You know, a developer can't do that to their own phone, even though, I mean, you know, as a developer, I can write any code I want and and make it run on my phone. But I can't write something that will run in the background because the sandbox won't let you do that, you know. Um, sure. I, I was just offering up an example of where it it, it goes wrong so easily. But with, it, uh, I, you know, I, I think there's a lot of confusion about what security is has to do with the app store and, and review and what has to do with, you know, the built in uh, technical way that iOS works mm-hmm. and, and how software, you know, doesn't have access to the native you know hardware and you know even if there was unlimited side loading that wouldn't change all of that this panel is back in the next edition of mac voices to talk about a number of different stories including google encroaching on the internet plex dropping support for podcasts more macs less pcs and more that's all next time on mac voices i hope you'll join us until then and as always i'm chuck joiner Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.